And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seed Rail. Hey boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. I'm trying to say this with a straight face because Rebecca's over there behind the mic and she I could watch her mouth. She's like nailing it right on. <laughs> lip, lip syncing. So here's a question for you. Now, we've talked about our religious beliefs before. And I know this isn't Christ, uh, Christmas, so we're not going to get wholeheartedly into like the, the serious bit of things. But... You know, for Christians in general, I think is the general thing is, is Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Do you remember that one time? It was in 2011, that one crazy ass preacher. He got all of the people of his church to give him everything that they had and they were all homeless and shit because the end of the world was coming. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Well, you see, now we're shooting ever so closely to 2014 and, and I think religious beliefs and views are um they're not so easily fooled after that they want some type of scientific evidence so i present to you the first article of the night that i found and i seen this and it cracked me up and it is is second coming of jesus etched in the night sky says nasa really <laughs> yes are you ready yeah okay here we go is it possible the return of Jesus Christ to earth can be found and foretold not only in the Bible, but also in the night sky since the creation of the universe? A Christian minister who uses NASA tracking of solar and lunar eclipses in his teaching of the great events is now explaining how... I've heard about this guy. Oh, really? He teaches people how to do this. How at least one constellation is an outright declaration of the second coming. Now... I, I find this humorous because that's astrology. And he's using astrology, which is a, a pagan belief. Which is like fortune telling, basically. Which, you know, most Christians are like, oh, no. Yeah. Get mom in here. She'd be like, oh, no. You know, is now pretty much, well, we're out of, we're out of ways to convince people that Christ is coming back. So... We're gonna go this route. Yeah. We're gonna. You know, we're gonna. This start. guy charges people up the butt for this to teach them how to do this. Really? Yes. It says in a new DVD series called "Studies in Our Hebrew Roots," Mark Blitz, pastor of El Sada 
Ministries in Booney Lake, Washington, revisits what he and some others believe is a biblical biblical plan of God on display in physical heavens. Probe the heavens like you've never have before in this fascinating eight DVD set that also explores more of Christianity's Hebrew roots. Now, can you say DVD sells? Yeah, money. This guy's a kook. I was I read a thing about him. Like he basically tries to train people how to do this. There's you can do all kinds of stuff with the star. It's basically like teaching people astronomy. It's funny. Or astrology, I should say. Astrology. Right, right, right. Um, okay, let's see what else it says. In his videotaped lectures, Blitz focuses on the stars he calls Actarius, which is mentioned in the Old Testament book of Job, or Job, however you want to pronounce it, which maketh Asterius, Orion, and Pelegis, and the chambers of the south, Job 9.9. In, let's see, if one were to consult a map of the night sky, Aquarius, or Arcturus, he's talking about Arcturus now, could be found in the left knee of the constellation called Bootos. And I'm not making that up, that's B-O hyphen O-T-E-S, meaning the coming one. Depicted as a warrior coming to harvest according to the Blitz. Citing previous research by noted 19th century biblical scholar E.W. Bullinger, who wrote The Witness of the Stars. Blitz explains the Hebrew word translated in Job comes from the same root word found in the book of Joel discussing the return of Jesus, but is rendered in Joel 13.11 as a symbol. Now, my question, why does people want to fucking end the world so quickly? I mean, really? I don't know. I, I, I've yet to figure that out. I mean, why? Why? I mean, okay, sure, if you're homeless and you're broke and you, you know, you have nothing to live for, okay, I kind of get that. But if you have, you know, a family, good job, life isn't so bad, why do you want to fucking die? I don't know. I just, I don't know. It just kind of cracks me up because, well, number one, it's it's so driven that way. And, you know, Christianity, you know, oh, you want to die? You want to go to heaven? Well, no, no. I mean, yeah, sure, you want to go to heaven, but you, no one really wants to die. And if you yeah. do want to die and go to heaven, there's something fucking wrong with you. I mean, really. Okay, we'll see what else we got. Um, the word assemble is the same word that trans, that is translated as a tourist in job. He said, so it means the same thing to assemble, to come. And if you'll notice the word come is bow, which is the name of the constellation bow oats. So this constellation, then four periods, dot, 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 dot. He got a, uh, a sickle in one hand, a spear in the other. This is a sign of the Messiah who says, I'm coming. That's what the constellation is all about, the coming one. <sighs> He's reaching. He's really reaching. <clears throat> um, in Revelation, it talks about 
he has a sickle in one hand. The book of Revelation states from the Apostle John's perspective, and I looked and behold the white cloud. Oh my God, I see white clouds all the time. Oh, the end. Oh, the end is nigh. <laughs> Sorry. The end is not. Nigh. And upon the clouds sit, oh, well, I'll see. Well, unless you count planes. I see planes that kind of look like on clouds. Uh, upon a cloud, one set like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown in his name, or in his hand, a sharp sickle. And he that sat on the cloud trust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth so reap, blah, blah, blah. I'm losing interest. Just probably because I've read that book so many times. So... Interestingly, on March 19, 2008, a powerful gamma ray... Oh, now we're talking gamma rays. We're talking Ooh. Incredible Hulk. Yeah, we're all going to Hulk out. Um, powerful gamma ray burst detected by NASA Swift satellite in the Bo-Oats constellation shattered the record for the most distant object that could have seen by the naked eye. It was a whopper. A swift principal investigator, Neil, whatever the fuck his name is, of Goddard Space Flight Center. It blows away every gamma ray burst ever seen so far. NASA said after Afterglow was 2.5 million times more luminescent than the most luminous supernovas ever record, recorded, making it the most bright object ever observed by the human eye in the universe. Okay. So we've got now. I don't even. <laughs> what, what does that it? have to do with? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's throwing that in there because it's an official quote from NASA. Saying, but what does that have to do with anything? But, well, I, I, it's him using NASA quote to make his, his story seem more credible. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah, so 2014, there's, there's more. Let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm, I'm, when I first read the topic, it was a lot more interesting. <laughs> um, something about the lunar eclipse in 2014 and 15. Today's Gregorian during the Passover. And Lindsay Lohan. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. And it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Um, but anyway, my, my whole thing was, is just, I don't understand people's mentalities behind the, the purpose of wanting to, I mean, sure, everybody wants to believe that their, their religion or their spiritual beliefs are, are correct, but come on. You know, don't fucking grab. Just get what what you have. Yeah. Speaking of grabbing, I, I hear that uh, Kanye West did some grabbing of his own this week. Um, you want to tell me about it? Just give me a little insight because you're the one that sent me the the link. Well, I don't. I was just running across some stuff on Facebook, and I just I, I ran across something that kind of caught my eye, and it, it was something about Kanye West, and I scrolled up, and normally I wouldn't, but it. What caught my eye is he was wearing a jacket with the Confederate flag on it. And the title of the article was Kanye West adopts Confederate flag as his own 
um, emblem or something like that. And I read the article and it basically goes in depth of, I guess his new, um, his new album that's going to come out or something. Uh huh. He's going to ret the Confederate flag, basically claiming it is his own. And he produced shirts and like purses and different accessories with the Confederate flag on it. It says, you ain't coming down or something like that that's, on it. That's too much. So do, he doesn't understand, I think, what the Confederate flag means. I don't think he does either. Like I said, it's to me, it's absurd. Well, you know, it's, he's probably trying to like, well, you know, they, they used this to be against us. So now we're going to use it for ourselves. We're going to yeah. take it back. Taking back the South. Right. Well, it wasn't theirs in the first place. I know to take that. Back. Yeah, it, you know, Kanye West is an idiot. <laughs> he needs his daughter North, okay? She's a fucking air, she's an airline. I, I was going to say, did, have you listened to that episode of What We Think? I think I, I literally did a 30 minute rant on the Cardassian and, and um, Kanye, Kanye naming their kid Northwest. He's an idiot. Anything he, he does an doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's why I was just like, wow. Well, it's funny you say that because I, I was listening to the Kevin and Bean show. And it's a, it's a radio station, but I, I listen to it once in a while on the internet, you know, because you listen to it streaming. Mm-hmm. And he walked in, uh, Kanye West walked in right in the middle of the day. They were doing something. I don't remember exactly what they were doing. They just, he just walked in, like, you know. And he's talking and he's promoting his, his new album and shit. And before he left, he, he goes, I want to apologize to all you out there, all you men out there, because, uh, you know, uh, I, I set the bar so high for my proposal and, and, and no one in the world can do a better proposal because I'm a genius. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, wow. Now, Anybody with his money could make that proposal. Yeah. For what it was, it was really fucking cheap. You know, for as much money as he has, he yeah. he rented out a baseball field, came out there and, and had like champagne and, and then fireworks and then proposed to her. Ooh. It's not even creative though. Well, the funny thing is he stole that from a movie. I've seen at least five or six movies that, that has something like that yeah. on it, yeah. Yep. But first he, thing that popped into my mind was anger management. Yes, but he's a he's a creative genius. No, he's not. He's and, and he kind of he he reminds me. He talks. He kind of reminds me of William Shatner. You know, <laughs> because he has that. You know, and uh, my my new CD. You know, it just that that pausing that Shatner does. Yeah. He kind of does the same thing, and then uh, a. Few few weeks before he was talking about how great of a person he was and and that um he was so wise and he's always known what to do with his money because when his first check as a telemarketer uh before he became rich and famous he was a telemarketer Uh and his very first check instead of paying his bills and buying groceries he because he, he was a very he's a genius and he knows everything he bought himself a pair of Gucci slippers with his first telemarketing check. And for some reason, that makes him a genius instead of paying his fucking bills. What the hell? <laughs> he, he's like... and All those drugs got to him. That or somebody sitting there been for too many years, somebody's been sitting there and saying... You're wonderful. Yeah. You're, so, you're greater than everybody else. You're just wonderful. Building him up. 
Yes. To, for no reason, because he sucks. I hate him. And now he believes it. Yeah. Wasn't he the same douchebag that, like, and, and I'm not a big fan of um, Taylor Swift. Yeah, but. Yes, it was the same fucking, pre- they did it on, was it the VMAs? Yeah. He, uh, he walked up during uh, Taylor Swift's award ceremony. Mm-hmm. He cut her off what, he, what she was about to say. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I just have to say that, who was it, Rihanna? Beyonce. Beyonce had uh, one of the best music videos out there, and Taylor Swift just got the award for best music video right Taylor Swift won all this she won a lot best uh-huh. album and all this and then Beyonce was just like her eyes got so big she was like oh my god like what am I gonna do I'm never gonna live this down they're gonna think this was my idea you know what I'm saying right right so she had to make a public apology and he was forced to make a public apology He it was like a half-assed apology mind you he went into the VMAs drinking whiskey nice yeah, you can, like, if you go on the internet and you literally look it up, uh-huh. there's pictures of him carrying a glass thing of whiskey. Just down in that shit. <sighs> oh, that that is definitely good father-making material right there, folks. Him in Northwest. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, I said this. I don't know if I said this on air before or what, but... In 20 years, if we're still doing podcasts in 20 years, we, I guarantee you in 20 years, there is going to be called a porn and it's going to be with Northwest and it's going to call, it's going to be Northwest goes south. It's going to be the porn. <laughs> That's funny. So, I, and you know what I think? I'm like, what, what was he thinking when he decided to go with Northwest is why would you, you could have just named your daughter Washington. Well, for one, he named her a fucking direction. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he must have got on the compass and was like, here we go, northwest. <laughs> you, know, you know the reason why? You know why he went with north, right? No. Because north is the highest point. Wow. North is a direction, not a fucking point. See, you know, just like. He's. Jesus. And he's got help us. And he's rich. I don't know how he got rich either. Like who who knows him? What are his connections? I know. Cuz because he bought himself some Gucci some Gucci slippers with a fucking check for telemarketing. Yeah. And how? Because I mean, if he called me, "Ha, Mr. Montoya, I have a wonderful product for you to d- click you know, he wouldn't even like, finish. It would be like, uh, Hi, I just want to tell you about this wonderful product. I'm Kanye West. How I'm are you a, doing today? I'm a creative genius. <laughs> like, how does one even get to a point where they they set themselves on such a high pedestal that they think they're basically... He basically proclaims himself to be a, a god among people. Yeah, that was another thing. Yeah. That and I guess I can tie this into the last uh, article we were reading. He he brings out on his show he he uh, he brings out different people from the past mm. and he brings out Jesus on stage and he's like, "Yo, is that Jesus?" And the guy playing Jesus is like, "Yes, bro," or some shit like that. Wow, and. uh it, from what I understand, I've never seen the show, but I even think he he brings out Hitler. I think too. Jeez, and I'm like, 
you really should study history a little bit more. Just yes. a little bit. <clears throat> I think that through everything Kanye West has been through and how publicly humiliating like his actions have been, you would think he would learn by now. He's stupid. I'm going on record to say that he's not a creative genius. Now, I get the fact that people are proud of their creative endeavors. I mean, I'm cre- I'm proud of my creative endeavors. I've done a lot of shit. But in the 20 years, 20 plus years that I've been doing writing, publishing, now I'm podcasting, I don't think I've ever called myself a creative genius. genius. Yeah. And quite frankly, I don't think I've ever actually called myself a genius. You know, that that goes beyond being self-confident into beyond being egotistical. That almost goes into, like, narcissism. Yeah. He's very narcissistic. He's Tony Stark as a black man. (laughs) Worse. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't think Kanye loves anyone but himself. And maybe his baby, I don't know. I don't even know. I, I couldn't even consider that possibility. Since we're talking, and I don't know, eh, yeah, I will. Uh, you know that the uh, the Cardassians are technically not the Cardassians; they're the Jenners because um, Chris Cardassian, who to me looks like a dude, you know, transvestite, and um, Chris, not Chris is the wife, and what's the husband's name? Bruce. Bruce, who looks like a lesbian. You know, <laughs> he has that. He has the lesbian, he has a chick's body with a, a lesbian do, hairdo. Yeah. You know, so they're married. Well, they're getting a divorce. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and this was actually in the news because she was out schmoozing with some other guy mm. at a party while he was getting treatment for his cancer. Wow. So he's, he's going to, divorce her but here's the thing that makes me just like ooh, squeal like a little bitch they got married when she was poor she didn't have shit when they got married yeah so guess what there's no prenuptial agreement that means chris jenner is getting 50 percent of the kardashian fortune and that makes me happy. Even though he looks like a little lesbian bitch. You mean Bruce Jenner? Yes. You said Chris Jenner. Oh, whatever. They're, they're, they're all just, just weird looking. But yeah, so the dude, the former Olympian. He's gonna get half He's gonna get money. half of that money. And I, again, that makes me happy. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't care for the Jenners. I don't care for the Cardassians. I don't care for any of them. I don't, and, and I'm not going to turn this into a rant, but I'm going to try not to turn this into a rant. But again, and I, I don't know where we've talked about, I do so many podcasts that it's hard for, for me to remember where I say shit. But okay, other than having a videotape get leaked out to the public online with, uh, Kim Kardashian, getting done up in the butt by a rapper what has she done nothing i mean and it, that's that's claim to fame is just 
getting... Her daddy was famous. That's how a lot of these so-called celebrities get famous. Explain. It's... it's Their uh, parents. It's that and it's publicity gone wrong. Well, see, and that's... Yeah. Because... um Farrah Abraham, do you know who she is? Uh-uh. Team Mom. Oh yeah. She's the one that was uh got pregnant by this kid and I guess he died before the baby oh, yeah, was born. About, yeah. Well, she's just a full on slut now. She is a full on slut. She make she just came out this year with uh her own leaked video of her getting it in the butt. And it, in fact it's called Team Team backdoor mom oh my god and uh yeah so it's pretty much her having butt sex with some porn star and then later this year she came out and they did a press release while they were molding they were putting a cast mold over her vagina and her butthole because they were going to make sex toys out of it oh my gosh and then this is one of my favorite ones she was on a talk show and they were talking about, um, you know, different things to her. And one of the, the members in the audience said, well, do you consider yourself a feminist? And she's like, no, I, I'm not a lesbian. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and they literally, you can find this online, folks. You can put, uh, Farrah Abraham, lesbian, feminist on YouTube, and you can see the whole thing. They're like, no, a feminist, a feminist. And she, and I think in the end, she's like, yeah, I think I look pretty or some shit like that. Oh she God. is fucking stupid. And that's why she's on Teen Mom. And now she's actually being investigated because she held down her four-year-old and waxed her eyebrows. Um, and she went on another show and she was justifying it. You know, she's like, well, I'm just trying to, to show her the inner beauty. And, and the, the audience were like, you're showing her a four year old. You, you have to be beautiful to wax your eyebrows and put on you, uh, makeup, you know, on a four year old. Mm. And she goes, and somebody said something about waxing her eyebrows and she goes, well, but she was asleep. So this bitch literally put, even worse. put hot wax on an unsuspecting four-year-old baby and went, rip, rip. Oh, my God. That actually broke my heart when I heard that for the kid. Yeah. Oh, she better make a lot Traumatizing. of... Traumatizing. I was going to say she ba- better make a lot of money with the, the porn toys and the ass fucking because she's going to have a big therapist bill for her kid to pay for. Yeah. That's... I don't know, folks. Unfortunately, that's the society we live in today. And it's nothing to be proud of whatsoever. And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. 
Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger better better sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50 percent off on selected items get the all-new terry d shearer's bloody hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our ebooks for only 4.95 or go into the past to relive the 90s with mythworks comics classics for 3.99 the new mythmark bigger better better Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one- to two-minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. Speaking of, you know, ass-fucking, in New Mexico, a man sues over repeated anal probes by police. And this actually comes from Rudder, so it's it's a, a viable source. You know who, what Rudder's is, right? Yeah. Both of you guys? Okay. Um, let's see. Let me scroll down. I, I just kind of led with the, the title. I went right into it, no pun intended. Um, so it's a... New Mexico man has filed a lawsuit claiming police subjected him to repeated anal probes and enemas after a routine traffic stop because they suspected he was hiding drugs. David Edick, 54, claimed violation of his civil rights in a lawsuit which was filed in the U.S. District Court of New Mexico in August but not made public until this week, his lawyer said on Wednesday. Now... I 
would not make that shit public. Right. You wouldn't want anybody to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I mean, really. I mean, fine. Okay, he's probably going to win a gazillion dollars, but you know as soon as they show his face on TV, he's not going to be able to walk around anywhere without, like... <laughs> yeah. He, he got it in the ass by the police, you know? Ah, oh, people. What's wrong with you? Move to a different state. <laughs> yeah, really. It'll fall. Comes to California, like, ooh, that's the guy that got done in the butt with the police. Oh my god! Let's get his autograph. He's gonna be like Stan Smith on the episode of uh, a fam of uh, American Dad. American Dad, yeah. Where he pooped in the pool, and every time he moves to a different state, they knew about it because it was on YouTube and it was viral. Oh shit! It's gonna be that guy. Exactly. Uh, let's see. We got a quote. It says, "This suit is about stopping officers and doc and doctors." from subjecting people in their custody and control to unlawful sadistic medical procedures that violate the most intimate parts of the human body. Attorney Sharon Kennedy said. Now, where do I start? He has a chick lawyer, and he's saying he's got ass raped by doctors and police. police. Um... shit (laughs) um okay there's a problem i've worked in the medical field for 20 years Mm -hmm. i've given enemas i've given real enemas and it's a tube that's about a quarter of an inch long or a quarter of an inch in diameter very very tiny and it's very long and it's hooked to a bucket and you run it up into the rectum until you hit into the colon and you Put run water, warm right? water in it, yeah. right? Here's the problem, folks. It's so small. Most people don't even realize it's in. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Um. Again, I, I've been in the medical field. I'm talking from medical experience. Well, he was probed, also, wasn't he? Like they're feeling for drugs, basically. Right. Right. But I'm just saying. But yeah. You know, with the the whole thing of enema. Um. You know, I, I've told people, okay, we're going to open a gauge that lets the water f- go down the tube. And many times they're like, oh, okay, it's already in. You know, like they didn't realize it was even in. Yeah. Because it's so fucking small. So there you go for trying to turn that into a sex act because it, it just doesn't work. And again, a dude getting a, a, a woman attorney i don't know something just doesn't seem right with me on this one maybe she's putting it in the butt with him (laughs) maybe (laughs) no it was them legal action stems from itic's treatment by police after he was pulled over in january for failing to come to a complete stop while exiting a walmart parking lot in deeming new mexico okay well that's his problem right there he was he was shopping at walmart so the root of all evil is Walmart. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there was an episode of South Park about that actually. I know I've seen it. <laughs> oh yeah, where they <laughs> take over everything. Yeah. Uh let's see. Da-da-da-da. I'm trying to find here. I I actually let's see. There it is. Officers suspected that he was hiding drugs 
in his anus based on the way he was standing and the fact that a police dog alerted to the driver's seat and obtained a search warrant to include but not limited to the plaintiff's anal cavity, according to the lawsuit. After a medical facility is deeming refused to carry out the procedure, Edict was taken to Gila Medical Center in Silver City, the lawsuit says, where he was forced to undergo eight searches, including digital penetrations of his anus, three enemas, two x-rays, and a colonoscopy. Wouldn't you think what they the would They're looking for a handgun up there or what? <laughs> I don't know. They must have found out he had good insurance, so they're like, let's charge it. Let's charge it. Or something. Like, why would they have to do all that for a little bit of drugs? Well, to be honest with you, they could have done it with an x-ray. They could have found it with an x-ray. Why two x-rays? You got me. Why a colonoscopy? Yeah. That's where they go up the... T- He's going to the- get tons of money for Oh, this. yes. Yes. Ultimately, no drugs were found, according to the compl- uh, uh, according to the complaint which says that the Gila National Medical Center billed Edict for the services it was performed. See, I told you he had good insurance. Uh, I know insurance too well. Um, representatives of the Deeming Police Department and the Gila Regional Medical Center could not be reached for comment on Wednesday. Yeah, there, there's somebody's, yeah. He's, oh, oh fuck it, man. I mean, if at first I was reading this, I thought, you know, he's walking out of Walmart and they like start cavity searching him right there. Yeah. You know, get against the wall. I want to know why they had reason to suspect. Because they said a dog smelt it. Why would they even need? Why would they even have reason to suspect he had drugs at all? Well, okay, they made him get out of the car probably to do a sobriety check. When they, because he, he failed to stop at a stop sign pulling out of Walmart. So they probably pulled him over. He probably got out of the car and they said he looked, you know, the way he was walking. Maybe he just had to pinch a deuce. I mean, really. Probably. You know, and, and then the, the, the made him wait there, got the dog, dog. He's probably running to get home because he had a poop. Probably. (laughs) I don't care about the, the sign. Just go, just go. And so, yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's overkill. Beyond overkill. More like over anus. <laughs> uh, Dimming Police Chief Brandon Galette told local KOB TV, we follow the law in every aspect and we follow policy and protocols that have been put into place. What the fuck kind of protocol asks for two <laughs> x-rays? How many colonoscopies? One colonoscopy. One colonoscopy. Multiple enemas. Yeah. Why does protocol ask for that? It doesn't. They just wanted to charge him money. Oh, man. It was... That's almost inhumane if you think about it. It's like torture. Well, at least nobody had their... uh, Their iPhones out, you know? True. No videos. Yeah. (laughs) Because... um, you, you you think, folks, that you're at a hospital that, you know, video won't pop up on YouTube of you, but that's not necessarily, you know, especially with some of these backwater places, you know, yeah. you go down to the south, 
เดี๋ยวปัดบังบังบังบังบังบังบังปัดบังบังบังบังบังบังบัง Well, see, this is even New Mexico. That that's that still is bad. Yeah. Well, it's close to Texas, so that's yeah. You know, <laughs> close enough. Um. Uh, let's see. Do I'm looking at something right now. Uh, that's kind of depressing. I don't want to talk about that. At first, I was going to, but no, nah, the kid kid got ass raped. I didn't know it was a kid. Wow. You tell him reading it. Let's see, man, kidnapped. Da da da. Bear with me, folks. I'm trying to find something good here. Let's see. Oh shit! Here's this isn't funny, but this caught my attention. And this is for Vice.com. Uh, let's see. Okay, the headline of this article says "Ghost Rapes of Bolivia." What? Yes. I guess the segment is all about raping. No, because that would be depressing. <laughs> For a while, the residents of Manitoba Colony thought that demons were raping the town women. Yes, yes, yes. See how that all fits in? See, that is clever right there. I brought in the the whole Jesus religious experience, the man getting butt raped, Kardashians and Abraham getting fucked in the ass. I'm just bringing it all together in one article right here. That's some <laughs> good production right there. Okay, so let's try this again. Uh, let's see. For a while, the residents of Manitoba Colony thought that demons were raping the town's women. There were no other explanation, no way of explaining how a woman could wake up with a blood and semen stain smeared across her sheets and no memory of the previous night. No way of explaining how another went to sleep clothed, only to wake up naked and covered in dirty fingerprints all over your body. No way to understand how another could dream of a man forcing himself onto her in a field and then wake up the next morning in with grass in her hair. Sarah Gutner, the mis- the mystery was the rope. Mm, okay. She would sometimes wake up in her bed with a small piece of it tied tightly around her wrist or ankles. The skin beneath aching blue. Damn. Early this year, I visited Sarah in her, at her home, simply painted to look like brick. In Manitoba Colony, Bolivia, are simple. Oh, they're Amish. Oh, wait, uh, to the Amish in the rejection of modern and technology, the Manitoba Colony, like all ultra conservative Mennonites uh, community, is a collective attempt to retreat as far as possible. Oh, you know what? This is starting to. This is gonna. Ah, oh, fuck! What was that M Night Shyamalan movie? The village. The village, yes, yes. Real life village. Uh, attempt to retreat as far as possible from the non-believing world. A slight breeze of soy 
came off the nearby fields as Sarah told me how, in addition to the eerie rope, on the mornings after she'd been raped, she would also wake up stained with, with stained sheets, thunderous headaches, and paralyzing lethargy. Okay, jumping over to page two. Her two daughters, 17 and 18-year-olds, squattered silently along the wall behind her and shot me furious blue-eyed stares. The evil had penetrated the household, Sarah said. Five years ago, her daughters also began waking up with dirty sheets and complaints of pain down below. The family tried locking the doors some nights. Sarah did everything she could to keep herself awake. On occasions, a loyal Bavarian worker from the neighborhood of the city of Santa Cruz would stay up, stay the night to stand guard. But evidently, when their one-story house, set back and isolated from a dirt road, was not being watched, the rapes continued. The Manitobians aren't connected to the power grid, so at night the community is submerged in total darkness. It happened so many times I lost count, Sarah said in her native low German, the only language she speaks, like most women in the in the community. Now, before I read on, I want to show you Sarah and her two daughters. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, that's Sarah and her two daughters. Oh. <laughs> wow. Somebody desperate. Holy crap. <laughs> okay. Woo. That, that, yeah, that's scary. Even the daughters are like... Creepy looking. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. And let's jump down here. In the beginning, the family had no idea that they were the only ones, they weren't the only ones being attacked. And so they kept it to themselves. Sarah stated, yell, uh, telling her sisters, when rumors spread, no one believed her. And Peter Fair, Sarah's neighbor at the time of the incident, we thought she was making it up to hide an affair. Who would want to fucking have an affair with her? Jesus I Christ. I don't know. The family plead for help, and the Council of Church Ministers, a group of men who govern the 2,500-member colony, were fruitless, even as the tell multiplied. Throughout the community, people were waking up in the same telltale morning signs, rape pajama, ripped pajamas, blood, and semen on the bed, head-thumping stupor. Some women remembered brief moments of terror for an instant they would wake to a man or men on top of them but couldn't summon the strength to yell or fight back. Then fade to black. <clears throat> Some called it a wild female imagination. Others said it was the plague from God. <laughs> <laughs> We only knew that some strange, something strange was happening in the night. Abraham Wall Earns, Manitoba County civic leader at the time, said, but we don't know who's doing it, so how could we stop it? No one knew what to do, 
and so no one did anything at all. After a while, Sarah just accepted those nights as horrific acts of life. On the following mornings, her family would raise, dis- rise despite the head pain, uh, strip bed, and get on with their day. That's kind of a horrible... Way to live. Yeah, really. Then on the night of June 2009, two men were caught trying to enter a neighbor's home. The two ratted out a few friends and falling like a house of cards, a group of nine Manitoba men ages 19 to 43 eventually confessed that they had been raping colony females since 2005 to incapacitate their victims and many possible witnesses, the men used a spray created by Viet- veterinarians from a neighbor, neighboring Manitoba community that had adapted from a chemical used for anesthesia. And, uh, yeah, for anesthesia. According to their initial confession, which they later recanted, the rapists admit to sometimes in a group, sometimes alone, hiding outside bedroom windows at night, spraying the substance through the screen to the drug enters the family, and then crawling inside. That's kind of horrible. Where's the husbands? That's what, yeah. But it wasn't until their trial, which took place almost two years later in 2011, that the full scope of the crimes came to light. Transcripts read like a horror movie script. Victims ranged in age of from three to sixty-five. The youngest had broken a broken hymen. Um, Sad. Uh, from finger penetration. The girls and the women were married, single, residents, visitors, mentally infirm. So those guys are sickos, basically. Yes. Through it never discussed and was not part of the legal case, residents privately told me that men and boys were raped too. Wow, they were sick. Yes. In 2011, the veterinarian who supplied the anesthetic spray was sentenced to 12 years in prison, and the rapists were each sentenced to 25 years, five years shy of the Bolivian maximum penalty. Official, officially, there was over 130 victims and at least one person from more than half of Minnetoba County or colony households. But not all those raped were included in the legal case. And it believed the, no- the true number of victims was much, much higher. It's crazy. How'd they get by with it so many years? It's crazy. No one ever suspected anything. Well, because they thought God was just letting it happen. So, see how, again, I, I just tied that all into a nice little package. We started out and... and <clears throat> so, moral of the story, kids, is you can believe in God, but don't believe in God if you think that they're... God letting- let you get raped? <laughs> yeah. All right, kids. I think that's enough for this week. Um, well, not for this week, but for today. Come back tomorrow, and we're going to have a super podcast fest with everybody as we celebrate episode 52, and we're actually still going. We've, we've made it one year. So come back tomorrow, and we're going to have a good time, and we're going to figure out uh, a topic because this sometimes it's okay to go in blind in a podcast and see what happens. But when you have, what, six or seven people? Yeah. We're going to have to definitely have, you know, some topic going on. 
Um, real fast, before I close up, you were talking about PS4 being released. On the 17th. Um, how much are they? $400. Damn. That's cheap. I was thinking about putting it on my credit card, but I don't think I have four. Because my PlayStation, <laughs> yeah. I, I paid $400 for my PlayStation. Really? She, yeah, she's got a 500 gig. I have a 500 gig, though. Damn. Yeah, yeah it'll never run out of space. <laughs> uh, because I think at this point, Jaden wants a Wii U, and... Uh, well, I don't want you to dis- disown me, so I'm not going to buy the Xbox One. I would just like if you bought a PlayStation Three, even. Yeah. Because <laughs> in that way, you can get a mic, and we could uh, we could talk to the PlayStations. <laughs> Doing podcasting. You could, <laughs> yeah, you could. You have the audio from the TV going straight to the computer. It's a viability thing. Ever happened? We had to be far away from you. Right. Um. So come back tomorrow. And and we're gonna celebrate. So let's just run down who's all gonna be there. Um, scheduled, definitely gonna be here tomorrow. Is gonna be myself, Aaron, Rebecca, um, S. Sadie Burbank is gonna be here. Terry D. Shear, my wife Lacey Montoya, and Reaper Rick. And I've mentioned this before, and I'll mention it again. I can't wait to see Reaper Rick and Terry Shear together in the same space at one time because i'm thinking the world just might implode so <laughs> i'm really excited about that um unscheduled guest appearances um alan russo the movie madhouse gang um mike jason and rob and i think we're supposed to we're scheduled for a special guest of larry walton who was doing Saturday segments for us in the beginning. And I think, I haven't confirmed this one, but I think uh, singer-songwriter, director, Creep Creeperson is, is even going to stop in. So we've got stuff lined up for tomorrow, and I'm really excited. So for this week, I am David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. And if you're not into like just weird ass, bizarre stories, ass raping stories, yes, then you might be seeing red. See you tomorrow, folks, for episode 52.